Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy. It's again my privilege to share God's word with all of us here. And uh, today I just want to share something that God has laid in my heart. And uh, it might sound simple, so I pray that this can be a reminder to some of us. And maybe for some of us, this can be a revelation. Um, and so if you have your Bibles, why don't you turn with me to First uh, John, the first epistle of John. First John chapter 4, and we'll be reading from verse 7 to 16. Amen. Uh, you can take your time to, to, to turn there. Uh, but before that, you know, I'll just ask us some questions. How many know that? Uh, in the world that we live in today, sometimes language can be a tricky thing. How many know that sometimes, uh, you know, when we mean something, a certain word can have a lot of meaning, a lot of, uh, you know, different definitions behind it. Let's take, for example, the word light. L-I-G-H-T. Light. Light. When I say light, uh, you know, uh, what does it mean? You know, some of us, you can think of light as uh, the source of illumination. Light. Uh, some of you can be thinking of light as a verb, which is to bring illumination. Uh, some of you can think of light as in the act of setting something on fire, light the candle. Uh, some of you can even think of light uh, for you know, uh, something that weighs very little, light, right? L-I-G-H-T. And so is it interesting that sometimes we have words that when you say it out, it could have a lot of different reasons, you know? Uh, sorry, meaning. Reasons? Meaning. Okay, anyway, I'm fasting coffee, so, so just go easy uh, on me. Uh, speaking of fasting, that's another word, fast. When you think of fast, it could either mean something with very, I about to say fast momentum, but something that has quick, fast, quick. Or fast can also mean, you know, to deprive someone of something, you know, uh, usually food, fasting. Um, and so today, I want to talk to us about God's love. Because the world that we live in today, uh, oftentimes we, we, we throw love around a lot, right? Uh, uh, you know, you go to a K-pop concert, you know, your favourite ban, uh, you know, whether it's H.O.T. or B.T.S. or, you know, uh, J.K. Allen O.P., uh, whatever it is, you know, you just, you know, you know they go like, hey, sarang eh, something, you know, hands, and they, they think that's love, um, or, in, you know, that, and that's more like a more friendly, fun, uh, uh, you know, uh, example, uh, but sometimes, you know, you will hear people say that, you know, the world just needs more love, and what is love? Love is love, you know, and, and the world that we live in today, love seems to mean total acceptance and non-rejection. Uh, and it means that, you know, to love me means to accept every single part of me and to expect none of it to change. Um, uh, and, and that is a definition of love that's floating around in our modern world today. Uh, but friends, I want to tell you that that is, that is not God's definition of love. Uh, and, and just like how in language and communication, you know, we're using words that can have a lot of different meanings, like I say light and fast or even love. And the best way to know what, what do you mean is to ask the intent of the author is to ask the intent of the person who first spoke it. And, and this is why it's so important for us to turn 
to God's Word. God, we believe, is the Creator, not just of heaven and earth, but of every language and every meaning. And so we're going to read a passage of Scripture here and, and, and let us just begin to unpack, you know, what is the true meaning of love and how will that change and impact our lives. Amen? And so 1 John uh, chapter 4, verse 7 to 16, if you're there, can I hear a good amen? Amen. amen. If you're going to stare from the screen and read it, say Amen. Cool, it's okay, it's okay, no shame. Alright, let's read it together then. Uh, beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. That's so powerful. God is love. Love is not God. We live in a world today where no love is love, you know, we need to champion love and, and it seems that love has been elevated to almost like a level as if love is God but, but it's, it's very tricky. There's a difference between God is love and love is God. When we say love is God, we mean that love is whatever we make of it. It's an idol that we can create and we can define. But when we say God is love, we say that only God can define love. So let's read on. In this, the love of God was manifested towards us. So the Apostle John was trying to explain. So he started by saying that, no, love is good. Everyone should love. But, but this is what love is. Not only is God love, but this is how God manifested that love. How God showed that love towards us. That God sent His only begotten Son into the world. That we might live through Him. Amen? In this is love. Right? So it adds on. And this is love. Not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. That means the, the payment, the solution for our sins, our problems. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Amen? No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us and His love has been perfected in us. In other words, the best way for us to show God is to live out His love. So by this, we know that we, are, that we abide in Him, that He in us, because He has also given us His Spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent the Son as Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God God abides in him or her and that person in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Amen. Amen. Praise God. God bless the, 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 the preaching and the reading of his word. Amen. If you are taking down notes, the title of my message today is called This is Love. This is Love. What we just read is the real definition of love. Amen. What is love? It's expressed in verse 9 and 10. It's that God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. Not because we are good. Not because we even deserve it. But because He first loved us. And, and, and understanding the true meaning of love is so important because, you know, in life we, we need to, you know, we, so much of what we do needs to be motivated and powered by love. 
And the problem is many times it's motivated and powered by the wrong love. You know, I used to remember growing up in a more Asian family, we have a saying, you know, to beat is to love, you know. And so that will be my parents' justification every time they beat me, you know. And I know, sorry if this triggers people, it doesn't trigger me, it's my life. So anyway, uh, you know, it, you know, it's true, you know, growing up in a more traditional Asian family, we get disciplined, you know, we get beaten, you get caned, uh, you don't get... Uh, grounded, no, you get put on the ground, uh, and uh, you know, and you, and, and they, as they do that, uh, they go like, "I'm loving you, don't you understand? I'm loving you," um, and you know, whatever, you know, the motivation. You can argue, we can debate whether that's the right thing or not. Doesn't change the fact that they they think that they are doing the right thing. And so when we have the right understanding of love, it helps us to actually not only do the right thing, but get a lot of things right. Amen? And so I have three things that I believe that God wants, to, uh, wants us to get right today. And uh, I've got three points for you that will help us to really unpack this, this message on God's love. And uh, you know, how many know that we live in a world that is really broken? You know, uh, it doesn't take a lot nowadays to see that um, that the, the world is in trouble, whether it's climate crisis or cost of living crisis. How many know that we actually had a big strike in this city a couple of days ago? And, and you would think, right, maybe for some of us, before coming to the UK, you're thinking, oh, this is green pastures. This is where I want to live for the rest of my life. And then you come to a place where the doctors are striking, you know, the tubes not working, the trains are striking, the nurses are striking, the teachers are striking. You know, nowadays, my mom calls me and she almost, you know, lovingly mocks me and goes like, so I, when are you coming back to Malaysia? You know, it doesn't look like, you know, UK is all that green anymore. You know, in Malaysia, the teachers are not striking. <laughs> in Malaysia, the hospitals are working. I'll be like, yes, I get it, mom, I'll visit soon. Um, and, and, and the truth is this, that the world is not in a good place. Um, but it's not just not in a good place due to all these economical problems. The, the root of the problem is a human problem. And the problem is, is sin and brokenness. And out of that sin and brokenness, of course, come all sorts of problems. You know, sickness, disease. And as God's people, God actually wants us to, to bring more people into His kingdom. You know, last weekend, uh, uh, you know, Sam shared a message and shared a testimony of how he was led by God to even offer to pray for his colleague. And that is something that we lose sight of. You know, Jesus is a healer. Amen. He still heals today. And the thing is, as his followers, we are meant to be his extensions, his hands and his feet. And just like how Jesus healed so many people, you know, now whenever God places an obstacle in front of us, whether it's a, it's a problem with sickness or any other problem, you know, we're not just meant to just listen and go like, oh, okay, you know, I hope you get better. But actually, we need to be bolder. We need to be more courageous in, in, in extending the invitation of, of, of not just healing, but invitation to God's kingdom. And say that, you know what? You know, I, I, I don't know what's going on in your life, but can I pray for you? And, and as they begin to experience that healing, as they begin to experience that peace, as they begin to experience that change, as you offer to pray for them, you know, that, that change, that healing is, is not the end. That change and that healing is just the start. It's a little teaser, a little trailer, a little, you know, a, a taste of God's full kingdom where one day we will see Him face to face. One day we will be in His presence and one day there will not be any more tears, no more pain, no more sickness, no more death. 
Amen. It'll be eternal life and life to the full. And so, you know, what we need to do while we're here on planet Earth, while we're here in the UK, is not just to live for ourselves, but now, especially now that we know what love is, we have no choice but to point number one, show God through love. God has placed you here. God has given you everything in your hand. Your connections, your resources, your job, everything. All of that is not just to bless you. All of that is also to be used by you as a means to show other people that God is real. But how should we show people that God is real? Today again, we live in a world where even Christians have so many different opinions on how uh, uh, the, the message of Jesus should be shared. You know, if you stand at Hyde Park Corner or any other places, you might have heard some angry preaching. You know, repent. Repent. You're going to help people carrying different signs. So even Christians have all these different ways that they think they're doing the right thing. And this is so important. We need to go back to God's Word. And that's why this morning we went back on a meditation of what love is as defined by God. And so when we say we need to tell people about Jesus, we need to first and foremost do it through love. You know, when Sam shared that testimony with me, I said that, wow, you know, uh, that, that's, so, that's so amazing on you. And, 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 and we all said that at the end of the day, it's about love. You know, it's not about, you know, I'm, I'm, I want to offer to pray for my friend so that my friend's life will be transformed. You know, it's just about me loving my friend. If I truly love my friend, I don't want to see him suffer in sickness. If I truly love my friend, I don't want to see my friend just be killed and destroyed by pressure. You know, I want to do whatever I can. I want to help, but I will also pray. And, and when we say show God through love, what we just read earlier on is that nobody has seen God. But the scripture tells us, but if you live out God's love, it will be as good as people seeing God. And so friends, that's why this week, this month, from today onwards, can I encourage you, let's be people that will be more courageous to show God through love. It's not about your answer to their questions, it's about your love. Amen? You know, I, I wrote here, let our evangelism be out of our love to God and God's love for us. You know, the, the way Scripture explains God's love is that it's not just, that, oh, God is love, so now you better worship Him. No, no, it's that God loved you. Even before you knew Him, He loved you. And God is saying that we need to show the world around us selfless, Christ-centered love. And we need to begin to say, you know what, the next time fear begins to rear its ugly head in your life and, and maybe you feel prompted, maybe I should do something, maybe I should help someone and then a fear comes up and go like, oh, no, you shouldn't, you're just a student. Oh, no, you shouldn't, you don't even have that much for yourself. Don't you realize that every time as the Holy Spirit prompts you to do something, the first reaction is always fear. Let's think about that for a while. So much of what we're going through is spiritual. The Bible also says that God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. Amen? But of love and a sound mind. So the next time when fear comes up, you know, when just begin to say, you know what? No, no, no. It's not about fear. It's about love. Especially it's about God's love. So God, give me the courage. You know, me praying is not just about me showing off. It's not about me making things awkward with my friend. It's about me wanting to love my friend, love my neighbor. And so friends, can I encourage you? You know, maybe wherever you're seated at, maybe some of you here, you know, you have been, you know, um, compartmentalizing your life for far too long. And God is saying that it's time for the walls to come down. 
It's time for the walls to come down. You want God to move, but God says the walls need to come down and you need to allow God's love to overflow. Right now, you're just a recipient of God's love. So you receive, you receive, you receive. And sometimes that's the problem with us Christians, you know. We get fat so much, fat, 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 we become fed up. Or worse, we become fat. We become unhealthy Christians. But you know, because we have received so much of God's love, now we're meant to pour that love into other people. And, and then suddenly now, coming to church becomes something that you desperately need because you've been pouring your life out to other people. And then now you need to have your cup refilled again with His love. Amen? And so friends, would you let the walls down of your life and begin to say, God, I, I, help me not just be more courageous. Help me not just to be more bold. Help me to be more loving. Help me to be more loving to my colleagues. Help me to be more loving to my family. You know, recently, uh, there was someone who came and shared with me and said that, you know, Pastor, I've given my life to Jesus, but my, my family back home in my home country, they, they don't know Jesus and they are very against Christianity. And now every time I call them, they seem to be making fun of me and, and, and implying as if that Christianity has taken their, their, their family member away. And, and I say that, you know what you need to do? You need to show them love. You need to show them that, that God loves them. And so I said that, you know, one way to reach, because this person is saying that, so how, you know, uh, uh, how can I reach my family? You know, they ask me all these questions about faith. You know, how can I rebut them? How can I reply them? I said, no, you just need to call home more. You need to, you know, you need to love them. But, no, but sometimes I call home and then they're so sarcastic towards me. Yeah, call them again. Because do you see how God loved us? God loved us because we were good. No, God loved us because we were not good. And even when we didn't know Him, He still loved us. And even when we had sin, He gave His Son Jesus to be a solution to that sin. So I say that don't wait for your family to change. Love them until they change. Change them with God's love. Let them see that something has changed. Because they will go like, hmm, you know, you know, because the truth is this, can I tell you? I know it's Mother's Day. We love our mothers. But parents know what buttons to push in your life. If you're trying to reach your parents, you know, with the gospel of Jesus, if they, are, if they don't know Jesus yet, trust me, your parents have more knowledge in their data bank of brain space of you being a helpless kid running around without your pants running around having need for your diapers to be changed, running around throwing your tantrum. They have more knowledge. Those of you who, who dabble in technology and computer, you know that you know, it's not just enough to just delete. You need to overwrite the memory. Am I speaking to someone here? You know, somewhere a computer programmer is getting safe. You know, so, you know, and God is saying that you need to reach out and not just reach out. You need to overwrite their memory with His love. A lot of them, they, they have memories of your disobedience, your immaturity. And even though you're older now, they still have more, especially people who have known you for a very long time. It could even be friends. It could even be colleagues. Because maybe, you know, you've been a Christian for a very long time, but only in the last couple of months, you know, the last couple of years, you started taking God seriously. There's a lot of undoing, a lot of unlearning to do. So what do you do? Do you give up on them? Do you get angry at them? No. Show them God through love. Preemptive love. Not because they deserve it. Just like how God didn't, we didn't deserve God's love. God still loved us anyway. Love your colleagues. Love your neighbours. Love the unlovely. If you find it hard to love them, pray for them. And say that God, help me to love them. Help me to be kind. Because I don't want to be kind. Friends, we've got to show God to the people around us through love. Point number two. Now that we know what love really is, let's begin to know God 
through love. Do you know God, friends? Or do you just have an idea of God that you've made up? And, and, and so, we need to begin to approach God's Word, but approach it with love. You see, you know, many times you have to tell you, hey, read your Bibles, you'll be like, oh, pff, this one again, no thank you, you know, I'm not much of a reader, you know, I'm more of a watcher, whatever, okay, you can go on and on. Uh, but I'm not here to appeal to your nature or your personality. I'm here to appeal to your love. You know, when you really, really love someone, you will do amazing things for that person. You know, uh, recently I was talking to a church member and uh, he had just come back from Paris and he was saying that, yeah, I came back and I carried, you know, uh, pastry, French pastry by hand, you know, back and I don't think he even did it for his loved ones. I think he just did it for some, you know, housemates or some flatmates and stuff like that. But you see, when you truly love, when you truly love this thing called French pastry, it could be a baguette or a croissant or whatever it is, you love it so much that you truly, 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 truly want to share this thing with the rest of the world, you will go, right? You will go and you'll pack it with care, you'll carry it with care. You know, you won't just chuck it in your bag, your check-in luggage, and then have a flattened pancake slash croissant to them and say, here you go, I brought you something back from France, enjoy. No, 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 you, you carry, hand carry, you know, with so much delicate care. And if you can do that for a piece of bread, for friends, why can't we do that for God? And so a lot of us, we, we should know God. If you truly love someone, you should know that person. But how are you knowing that person? Are you knowing that person through secondhand interaction? Unfortunately, I feel as I was preparing this message, that's how a lot of us, we know God. We know God through the preachings. We know God through, I don't know, somebody's Instagram sharing message of the day, you version Instagram, whatever prompts. I, I, the amount of times I hear people say, you know, just the other day, I was going through a very tough time and then my you version Bible app prompted me. Now it's not the Holy Spirit spoke to me anymore. It's the you version Bible app prompted me with a verse that spoke to my situation. I'm glad that that app prompted you and spoke to your situation. I truly am. But I want to tell you a better way. You can actually know Him. His Word is accessible. And, and, and read it with love. If you read it religiously, you will fall asleep. But when you read it with love, when you really go like, God, you love me so much, you gave me these instructions, these stories that tell me about who you are, I want to read them. And I want to read them with love. And, 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 and why is it so important to read them with love? Because sometimes we're going to read parts of the Bible that we don't understand. Or sometimes even come across parts of the Bible that in our modern day living and thinking, it's hard for us to even agree with. And that's where we need to look at God with and through love. Because if you look at it as a piece of morality and philosophy, then of course, you're going to try to argue with it. But when you come, you know, to the Word of God, knowing that this is a love letter to you, and everything here is written for your good and out of love, then even the parts that are uncomfortable, we will have a heart to learn to digest it, to learn to sit with it in love. You know, how many know that if you've been in a real, real relationship, um, you know, it, it's fully, absolutely possible to love and not completely agree with someone? Have you been there before? 
you know, if, if, you, if, if not, I don't think you really lived, you know, but, but you know, it's, it's common, you know, maybe with, like, nowadays, I love my parents, but I don't agree with my dad's politics, you know, um, he seems to think a certain country in East Asia is always number one. I shall not name that country, but you, you know, those who have an ear won't hear. Because maybe your dads and your moms are like that. And, and, but I still love them. And I love them. And, and, and if we can love our colleagues, even though we might not agree with their football team, right? You know, how many of you here have uh, dated someone or in a relationship with someone with the opposite football team? I want to ask Joe this. Do you know which team Jenny supports? Liverpool? Oh, both of them are in the same team? Okay, that's good. Cool. Cool. That's not a good example. But anyway... But it is fully possible sometimes to be in a relationship and have certain things. And, but the longer we sit on it, let's say, for example, you're dating someone and the someone supports a completely different team. And maybe initially it can be an obstacle. Oh, how can I love this person? We don't even agree on football. How can we agree on how we raise our children? Do you see how sometimes we tend to be very dramatic when it comes to the things of God or life? And then, and then some, so sometimes we, we, we hit like a roadblock and we go like, how, how can the God of the Bible be loving if there is this scripture in the Bible? No, no, no. Love. Keep reading. Keep reading in love. And even when you don't understand, just sit in love. Because maybe sooner or later, you start to realize, you know what? Okay, I begin to understand now. Okay, I begin to understand that it's, it's not the end of the world. Okay, I begin to understand now, God, where you're coming from. And so friends, can I encourage you, in this season of U-turn, you know, don't just, you know, I, I love it. Somebody was saying, you know, I think maybe Jillian, you know, happy birthday, Jillian coming up. I think Jillian was, uh, you know, telling people, I don't know whether her home members or something like that, you know, the conversation was like, so Jillian, why are you fasting? And then Jillian, full of the Holy Spirit, said, it's not about what you're fasting. It's about what you're praying. I'm like, Whoa! And, <laughs> and sometimes, you know, we, 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 it's true, U-turn is about, come back, come back. U-turn is it's not just about fasting, uh, it's not just about praying, but ultimately it's about intimacy with God. Can we truly say that I've known God if I've never known His Word? The beautiful thing about Scripture is this, that it gives us the vocabulary so that when God speaks, you know, it, 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 it resonates. We go like, okay, yeah, this, the, you know, because the truth is, you don't need to be schizophrenia to have lots of voices and lots of noises in your life. You know what I'm saying? You know, because the world today is full of different opinions flying through our head. And so what we need to do is to go like, God, I need to fill my life, my heart with more of your word, more of your scripture, so that when a voice comes in and speaks and if it resonates, with what I've already read, there's a high chance that's you, Holy Spirit, speaking to me. And so friends, I want to encourage us, know God. Would you, would you make a, I don't know, is it too late to say a New Year resolution? Never mind. A U-turn resolution. You know, as you're leading towards Easter, tell yourself, this year I want to know God more. I want to know God more. God, forgive me for the times where I've, I've, let, I've let the apps, God bless the apps, uh, but let the apps fat me your verses. Lord, it's enough enough spoon feeding, God, I want to go into your word. And Lord, help me to go through it in love. Let me be motivated by love. Because if you're doing it religiously, you're not going to read it every day. Recently, uh, somebody interviewed uh, Nikki Gumbo who, who came up with the Alpha course. He also has like a Bible commentary, Bible in one year. And uh, there was an interview, someone asked him, so when was the last time 
uh, you, you didn't read your Bible. And he, he laughed, he sat there and he, he was giggling uh, like someone in love, really, very cute. You know, you see like a you know, 70-year-old man just sitting there giggling and go like, I truly can't remember, he said. Because he said, for him, it's not about a chore. It's about love. It's about love. And so friends, would you, in this period of turning back to God, as we head towards Easter, when we remember again what He did for us on the cross, how, how would we have known what He did for us on the cross if not for the gospel? So let's go back to the source. Amen? Let's not do it religiously. Let's not do it with a self-righteous mindset. Oh, like I want to know the word so I can out-debate my friends. No, no, no. I want to know God's love. I want to process it through love. Point number three, love God through love. So we need to evangelize through love. We need to grow our faith through love, right? Show God through love, know God through love. And point number three, we want to love God through love. We need to worship God through love. Many times we will say that, I love God, you know, but dot, dot, dot. Can I encourage us from today onwards, let's not be people who love God on our own terms. Because many times I've heard before, I love God, but, especially when I challenge people about fasting, I love God, but, you don't understand, I can't fast. If I don't eat, even for a meal, I will die. And I'm like, okay, okay, you know. Or if I don't, you know, pastor, you don't understand, I love God, but I can't serve. Because, you know, I can't afford to fill my exam on Monday. You know, I love God, but church is too far. You don't understand. You know, it's, you know it's, it's a lot to travel by tube to, to this or that. There are a lot of buts in our life. But we need to be people that love God through love. Not love defined by us, but love defined by His Word. See, a lot of us were loving God, but we are defining that love. You know, I love God, but, but, but I'm not working now. So it's okay if I don't give my offering. You know, in fact, one time um, I was talking, having this conversation, you know, how sometimes London, people come and go. So sometimes parents fly in and the parents were talking, oh, pastor, you know, oh, you know, thank you. You know, my daughter is growing in church, you know. Uh, no, uh, but pastor, please pray for my daughter. No, my daughter is still so clueless about the future. And I'm trying to train her up. To, to, to know how to, you know, uh, 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 navigate the world. And I go, you know, typical pastor answer. Yeah, good. It was just, you know, let her depend more on Jesus. Teach her to depend more on Jesus. Oh, no, no, no. That's the pastor's job. That's the pastor's job. No, no, no. I, 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 I show her by giving her money. And I said, oh, good, that's money good. No money, then she can learn to tithe and that way she can learn to depend on God. Oh, no, 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 I told her she don't need to tithe because mommy and daddy will tithe on her behalf. This money is purely for her to invest. And I'll be like, okay, do you see the problem there? Do you see the problem there? Sometimes parents, we can sacrificial, give, justify our loving action, but those justifications are not rooted in the Word of God. Sometimes we serve, but on our own term. We give, but on our own term. We worship, but on our own term. Oh, wow, I really like this song, so I feel like my hands can go up. Some people have actually come 
and asked me, Pastor, why is it so bright in this church? True question. True encounter. <laughs> True events. He said that, why is it so bright? I said, oh, uh, oh, why, why? You know, I thought maybe the person is photosensitive, you know. So I was about to say, you can wear sunglasses in church. It's okay, nobody will judge you. I said, no, no, no. Because you see, it's too bright. You know, I, for me, when it's so bright, I, I feel like I cannot get lost in God's presence. I feel like I cannot cry. When it's bright, you can't cry. Yeah, because, you know, uh, when the lights are dim, I like to go to churches where the lights are dimmed down. So even when I cry and my mascara run, uh, nobody can see it and nobody will judge. And I said that uh, nobody will also judge you here. <laughs> but do you see how sometimes even worship, we go like, it, it needs to be my temple. It needs to be my style of songs. Uh, uh, the, 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 the atmosphere needs to be according to my lucky. It needs to be me. It's not about us. And so friends, let us love God. Now that we know what love is, let us love God sacrificially. Because that's how God loved us. God is love. And it's not cheap love. It's not a one-night stand love. It's not pornographic love. It's a sacrificial love. Like God so loved the world. We read in verse 9, verse 10, that, that this is love. He says here, that it was manifested that God sent His only Son into the world that we might die, that we might be punished, that we might be condemned, that we might be guilt trip. No, no, that we might live through Him. And this is love. Not that we love God, not that we chose God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to pay for our sins. God's love for us is a sacrificial, generous love. If we are to love God, let us love God back in a sacrificial and generous way. Amen? Let us love God completely. Scripture here says that God gave His only Son, not His spare Son, not His unwanted Son, but His only Son, Jesus. God gave His best. God gave completely. Are you worshipping God completely? Are you giving God your best? I'm not even here to, to tell you that you should raise your hands, you know, but, but, but you know what's the best. It's sad that some of us here, you know, we, 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 we show movies more honour than church. Because I actually have people will, will say, oh, I love going early to the movies because I get to watch the trailers. 30 minutes of trailers. And I want to tell this person, yeah, a lot of it's available on the internet nowadays. <laughs> You know, no, 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 but, 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 but I love it. How many of us would, would say that about God's house? Yeah. I love it so much. I know service starts at 10.30, but I love the trailers. What, what are the trailers? Call practice. Call pre-service prayer. Call coming early because. You know, when you're going for an interview, do you go on time or do you go early? Don't need to answer that. You know it. And that's an interview. What about the God who... How many of you are glad that we don't need to be interviewed to enter heaven? Because we will all fail. <laughs> Let me help be the pastor. I'll be the first to admit I'll fail, okay? And because I fail, you will fail. Anyway, <laughs> joking. I'm just joking. But, but I'm so glad that God doesn't love us with an interview. So how can we show interviews more honour? than God who gave His all for us. 
How can we show movies more honor than God who gave His all for us? How can that be, friends? Amen? Let's love God completely and let's love God faithfully. The passage that really jumped out to me is that not because we've loved God, but God loved us. Not because we made the first move. He made the first move. He was faithful even when we were faithless. Friends, there will be things in this life that will challenge your faithfulness. You will be challenged. That's the fact of life. We live in a very broken world. Your finances will be challenged. And when your finances are challenged, your giving will be challenged. You know, a cost of living will, will, will rise up. In fact, it's already rising up. Rent will rise up. If not, rent is already rising up. And when rent rise up, different challenges will come. One of the, it's not just economic challenges. One of the challenges, if, if you're not married but in a relationship, one of the challenges will be in the area of conviction and purity. You look to your girlfriend, look to your boyfriend, go, oh man, it's so expensive to find a place. You know, but due to the cost of living, you know, there's a one-bedroom apartment up for grabs. Come on, God will understand, right? I mean, aren't we saving up money? You know, and, and, and maybe we already truly love each other, so we're going to get married anyway. So this is just practice, right? Says who? Says you. Says your cousin. Says your mom, even. But not the Word of God. What I'm trying to say is that there will be pressures that come that will challenge your faithfulness. And in times like that, we need to remember when I'm faithless, God was faithful. This doesn't give me the permission to be faithless. Sometimes people look at that and go like, well, if God can love me even when I'm faithless, God can love me even when I'm faithless. So let me just be faithless. Let me be unfaithful and let Him be the faithful one. No, no, no. God loves us even when we are unfaithful. So now, even when we are challenged to be unfaithful, let us be faithful. Let us love God. If you truly love someone, you give them the type of thing that they love, right? You know, recently, there was lots of like birthdays going on in church. And so there was a question about, oh, what's your favourite cake? What's your favourite cake? I think it's like people planning in advance what to get you for your birthday cake. And, and, but people, you know, so for example, if somebody in church has peanut allergy, you won't buy them a peanut butter cake. You'd be like, hey, you know, so-and-so, happy birthday to you. Let's pray for his allergies. No, it's not, you, don't, you don't give someone something they can't eat, someone they despise. You give them something they truly enjoy. So when God is saying that this is how I love you, it's also trying to tell you that this is, this is how I love. This is what love means to me. And so if you want to love God, if you really want to honour Him, we've got to do it in a way that pleases Him. Be faithful. Amen? So this is just, I just felt led by God to just share this simple message. I'm drawing to a close. I'm going to invite the worship team to come up. But I really sense that God is saying that, you know, even as this year we're meditating on what it means to be living under the rule of heaven. You know, heaven rules is not just like a cool surfer dude term like, oh man, heaven rules. No, heaven rules means that we, 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 we live under the Lordship of God. We live with God not just as friend, but as master as well. And in God's kingdom, it's ruled by love. But do we understand the type of love that God is talking about? So friends, as we close, I just want to encourage you Friends, 
God has placed a mission for your life. I'm really glad that our life is not without purpose. God has a purpose for every single one of us. And a part of that purpose is showing the people around us who God truly is. Don't show Him your version of God. Show Him God. Show them God through godly love. Love people even when they're imperfect. But also love them enough to tell them that they're imperfect. You see, when you really love someone, it's not just about acceptance. It's also about helping them to know the God who loves them. When you love your friend and you can tell that your friend is in a bad situation, a bad relationship, you don't just love and be silent. You love and you lovingly tell and say, I love you, but I can't, you shouldn't be in this abusive relationship. It's not right. You don't deserve to be abused. You don't deserve to be, you know, stuck in a toxic relationship like that. Love is not about keeping silent. Love is vocal. Love is a verb. Let's show the people around us who God is through His love. Not by bending over and being agreeable to everything, but by being faithful, by being sacrificial, but also by being courageous enough to tell them when they are wrong. Let's also take this opportunity to know God firsthand, directly. Read His Word. Be motivated by love. Turn to God in prayer through love. Pray not because you want something. Pray because you love Him. Just as how in a relationship we talk because we value the friendship. We value the relationship. We don't talk because we have something to talk about. We talk because we just want to talk. And in the talking, we get to know each other. And maybe for some of us here, knowing God includes prayer. But don't pray religiously. Pray through love. And last but not least, let us live for God. Let us love God. Not by what we think is right, but by God's standard of love. Amen. Hallelujah. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.